After China yesterday reported its horrible, awful, no good economic accounts, the big economic accounts, including GDP, you have to wonder if American officials were somewhat relieved that the Chinese took the pressure off by reporting numbers that were so thoroughly awful. In fact, one such U.S. official, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, was asked about it when she appeared on Bloomberg TV just yesterday. They wondered, you know, hey, have you seen what's going on in China? Aren't you just a little bit worried it has something to do with weakness over here? No, said Treasury Secretary Yellen. Many countries do depend on strong Chinese growth to promote growth in their own economies, particularly countries in Asia, and slow growth in China can have some negative spillovers for the United States. Growth has slowed, but our labor market continues to be quite strong. I don't expect a recession. Same thing that she said back in February when she appeared in the wake of the January payroll report and said, you don't have a recession with the unemployment rate this low and payrolls this good. Well, payrolls have come way down and more and more we're seeing recession signals all throughout the U.S., not just China or around the rest of the world, but the U.S. economy too, including a big one that was triggered just today or for the month of June, more specifically. Industrial production, which is which is prepared and tabulated by the Federal Reserve itself. Industrial production goes back over a century. The first, first monthly data point we have in the series is for January of 1919. So for year-over-year -year comparisons, we got, we got figures going all the way back to January of 1920. And since 1920, the NBER tells us there have been 18 recessions and depressions. So 18 business cycle peaks and business cycle troughs. And of those 18 recessions, industrial production has been negative year over year in every single one of them. Now, there have been a couple times when industrial production has turned negative year over year, but it hasn't led to recession. In fact, there's only a handful of those times. Uh, the first one was in 1934, June to September. And we had one in 1951 uh, in 52, which was related to the Korean War. July of 1956. Then again, July 1967, a near recession that happened at the beginning of the Great, Great Inflation. June 2003 was the next uh, fault signal from industrial production. That was after the dot-com uh, recession, but lack of recovery that followed it. And then the big one, the one, the really the one that missed or near missed was in 2015 and 2016. Industrial production was down pretty sharply year over year, but at least according to the NBER, the U.S. didn't experience a recession. The rest of the world sure did. Even if the U.S. didn't, it was very close. The reason we're talking about industrial production negative year over year is because the Federal Reserve just reported its industrial production numbers for the month of June, and we now have a year over year negative there. So will it be like the other 18 times which suggests that the economy is in recession, or will it be one of the six times where it was a false positive? But it's not just industrial production, is it? It's in the context of everything else we've been talking about, including What's the, the horrible numbers from China? So Janet Yellen may say, hey, don't worry about China. We've got, a, we've got an awesome unemployment rate. When the Chinese are saying, are you kidding me? Where do you think this weakness is coming from? But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me.
Eurodollar University, if you're interested, we have memberships available where we talk about Eurodollars, what it is, what it's supposed to do, what is a reserve currency, and why is the Eurodollar the reserve currency and not the US dollar? And what does that mean? also have research subscriptions available. I contribute a daily briefing at marketsinsiderpro.com where I talk about the day's macro news as well as the important developments in markets and curves and a deep dive analysis. That's at the Eurodollar University website. Every day we dive deep into these topics, macro and money, where money and macro collide, sometimes where they make sense and sometimes where they don't seem to make sense. That's a daily deep dive analysis, but all the information available for you at our website, memberships, research subscriptions, eurodollar.university. It's not just industrial production where we see these recession signals. In fact, again, they're proliferating all throughout the global economy, but in the US too. I talked about this one earlier back in the GDP report when it first came out, uh, when the, when the uh, gross domestic in, in income side of GDP came out back in May. And what they said for GDI was recession signal. The Bureau of Economic Analysis reported that GDI had been down year over year, almost a full percent. In fact, it had been down the last couple quarters leading up to the first quarter, ending up in the first quarter, whereas GDP has been decelerating slowly. GDI has been down. And GDI, when it's down on a year over year basis, like industrial production, that is a solid recession signal. In fact, in 75 years of GDI data, 301 quarters, that's three quarters of a century of data, it has happened every single time. That's a reliable recession indicator. So you put that one together with industrial production and suddenly you've got two reliable long-term, long-standing economic accounts that are suggesting more than just a downturn in the U.S. economy. Then you put that together with, with China and global trade recession. I talked about India just recently. India's largest customers, who? Largest export customer? The United States. So it's more than just a downturn or a slowdown in the United States that's developing, and we can see it in the data. But to the Federal Reserve, not Janet Yellen, she's at Treasury, but to the Federal Reserve under Jay Powell, they say, eh, so what? We expect a recession. In fact, we're prepared for a mild recession. And remember what they said in the minutes last month, put together in the minutes last month, they said, we're gonna hike rates during a recession because we're more worried like Janet Yellen about the resilient labor market than we are about the recession, which puts us back into this conflict between what policymakers are seeing, This now they're seeing a mild recession, Janet Yellen doesn't see one, but the Federal Reserve does, and the market is seeing something else entirely. It's not a mild recession, it's not a slowdown. Because when you look at what's going on in rates markets, especially recently, we had the, the aggressive hawkish announcement, the higher, the, not, not just higher for longer, but we're gonna hike during a recession announcement with the minutes, and rates backed up a little bit, not all that much. You saw the 10-year treasury get up to 4.06%. The two-year treasury note, that yield got up to almost 5%. In fact, it was above 5% during one of those days uh, at the peak about a week ago. But since then, rates have come all the way back down again, or most of the way back down again, retracing that hike during recession move. And the question is why? Well, part of it had to do with obviously the CPI report that came out, the disinflationary touch of deflation CPI report, but also all the rest of the economic data that comes in that is already suggesting recession, but not just recession. It goes beyond that point. Because remember, 
The Fed is trying to push rates up. It's doing everything it could possibly do to push rates up, including quantitative tightening, which has gotten up to the latest weekly number. We now have 667 billion, 45 million worth of quantitative tightening in just US treasuries. And over the years, year plus since QT began, US treasury yields are flat to modestly lower, especially going back to last October. So the Fed is hiking rates, the Fed is doing QT, the Fed is saying it's going to hike rates in recession, and rates don't want to go up. Because while we're getting recession confirmation, the data suggests it's not just a modest, mild recession that's in the cards here. It can tend to be, it can look at it can look like it's going much, much further, especially when you put that together with the deflationary signals that we see in many places around the world, including some that we're going to get to here. So what did they say about industrial production? What were the numbers that the Federal Reserve put out today? So this is for the month of June. Um, and what you see with industrial production kind of follows the narrative that we've been hearing about all along, including what Janet Yellen's trying to, been sell, trying to sell everybody. Now we had a big drop off at the end of last year. IP was down big in November and December, which was consistent with a shift in curves at the time, which told us something was going on. But then beginning January, we had a modest rebound. So January, February, March, and a little bit into April, industrial production was you know, back and forth, but mostly higher during the first four months of this year, which suggested to many people resilient economy, reinflation pressures, all that soft landing in the industrial production. But over the last couple months since April, now we're seeing declines and steady declines. In fact, the Federal Reserve revised its May estimates down quite a bit in addition to what was another large decline in June. So Fed now says that industrial production, the overall index, was down half a percent in May and June. So 1%, well, kind of, but half a percent, half a percent in May and June, two straight months. Now they had estimated May's monthly change at minus 0.2%, now 0.5%. So much larger decline than they initially thought. And because of that, because of that two-month contraction, industrial production is now down on an annual basis year over year by 0.4%. So just a touch negative, but as we, said, as we said at the beginning here, a negative year over year change in industrial production, that has happened in all 18 recessions and only those six times has it happened when there hasn't been recession, in 2016 being the prominent uh, exception there. Manufacturing. Manufacturing declined also for the second straight month, though only by 0.3%. That's after a 0.2% month-over-month decline in May, which was, which was revised from a plus 0.1%. So manufacturing is actually falling for two months in a row. And I think what's, what's a big one here, we talked about this yesterday with China's industrial production, capacity utilization. The Chinese capacity utilization is incredibly low, didn't get much better in the second quarter and the first quarter. And when you have weak demand, too much inventory, and capacity utilization that's not being utilized as much as it should, therefore overcapacity, that leads to deflationary prices. And we see the same thing to a lesser extent, a less extreme extent in the United States with this current release of industrial production. 
Industrial capacity was 78.9%, or capacity utilization was 78.9% in June, compared to 79.4% in May. But that 78.9% is a new cycle low, which helps explain the disinflation and especially deflation that we're beginning to see more and more across producer prices, and the disinflation that's finding its way more and more into consumer prices, overcapacity and weak demand. Another one that, that suggests weak demand, electricity. Electricity output in June was really low. In fact, electricity has been falling since March and falling quite a bit. Um, it rebound in March that uh, the Fed has revised lower over subsequent months. But either way, since March, these same three months that keep coming back up in terms of seeing the downside accelerate, whether it's China, whether it's Japan, whatever the case may be, especially in May and June, downside acceleration, electricity output, which was the lowest, just the level of output, according to the Fed, was the weakest since December of 2021. And it's not because of the weather. It's because of exactly what the IEA said, what we talked about yesterday with China, the International Energy Agency, which said, a persistent macroeconomic headwinds apparent in a deepening manufacturing slump have led the IEA to revise our growth or to 2023 crude oil estimates lower for the first time this year. But it's not just energy from crude oil. Here we see from the Federal Reserve electricity output that is at an extremely low level and heading lower because of a manufacturing slump, industrial slump that's developing in the U.S. and developing maybe more quickly than most people are anticipating. Or most people, certainly like Janet Yellen, who believe that the unemployment rate in the U.S. is somehow a shield against growing economic problems. We're, we're past the downturn here, and we're looking at more than just a mild recession. We have all the ingredients pictured in the bond market, in interest rates, for the deflationary recession that the bond market has been warning us about all this time. We also got retail sales data today, uh, which simply confirmed what we knew about consumer spending, consumer spending on goods. Consumer spending on goods has been, it hasn't been awful like we see in China, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been anywhere close to good. In fact, it's more recession than not. The retail sales numbers we're 0.2% month over month. That's price adjusted. Real retail sales were actually flat. They were zero in the month of June. On an annual basis, retail sales were up 1.49%, which is solidly in recession territory. Though with the caveat, retail sales continue to be historically elevated after the supply shock. So again, nominal terms, retail sales look relatively good and are only modestly declining or slowing down or going sideways. In real terms, it's a little bit more pronounced, which suggests that consumers are buying less, paying a little bit more, but buying less, which has an enormous problem for manufacturers and producers. That's where the, that's where the global trade and global manufacturing recession has come from. The fact that consumer spending, especially in Europe and the United States, has weakened to the point that it's led to this inventory problem, this, this overabundance of unsold stocks that especially wholesalers who are calling a halt to additional production. Slowly at first, but that production halt seems to be accelerating as producers realize that spending and demand 
They're not going to accelerate in the second half of this year. If anything, we have more headwinds coming in, suggesting that the economy is likely to get worse. And if you're in a situation where you have too much inventory and you're faced with less demand moving forward, the last thing you want to do is continue to have unsold goods and inventory flow up into your already full warehouses. Not everybody is so is so pessimistic, of course. There's Janet Yellen's of the world, and there's, of course, the mainstream media outlets who like to follow the Janet Yellen's of the world or the Jay Powell's. Uh, Bloomberg today, reporting on these numbers of retail sales and especially industrial production, said, still, manufacturing may benefit some in coming months as retailers get inventories more in line with sales and the pace of goods inflation slows, which... That's the positive spin on everything. But then even Bloomberg had to report after that, a couple paragraphs later, survey data have painted a more dire picture of factory activity. The Institute for Supply Management's manufacturing gauge in June dropped to its lowest level since May 2020. S&P Global's index also showed activity falling at a faster rate. What they're saying is, the PMIs that we talk about all the time are suggesting there's worse to come. And the hard data, like industrial production, is confirming what those PMIs had suggested months ago. The, the PMIs today are looking forward, like the market, like the interest rate market, at much worse circumstances down the road. So what we have confirmed over the last couple of days is that the global economy and the U.S. place in it, we're not in good shape here, despite what Janet Yellen says about the appeal of the unemployment rate. We have recession confirmations coming in more and more frequently and more and more, more and more decisively, but we have lots of data and markets that tell us this isn't it. This is only the beginning. We're in the initial stages. That's where we diverge from the Fed or Yellen or everybody else or the, the, the uh, writers at Bloomberg. A mild recession is one thing, but what the data confirms is that we're on the path to something beyond mild, modest recession. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, huge thank you, Eurodollar University research subscribers, Markets Insider Pro research subscribers, and as always, and of course, especially our Eurodollar University members. Until next time, take care.